Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pal, Shmini. How are you doing today, Shmini? Doing well. Just started a week off work, so you know. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm the exact opposite. Like, this is my last, I had a three-day weekend. This is my uh, last uh, time, bit of time I have off before I head to Montreal. I think I have something like 10 or 11 shifts in 14 days, something crazy like that. But you know what? going to be all worth it in the end. But I yeah. can't, be, can't be completely poor. When it, when I come back from Montreal, so gotta That's gotta true. grind before we uh, we uh, get to Montreal. Anyways, um, so since we last talked, um, well, yesterday we had, or no Saturday, I'm getting my days mixed up. We had Chris Peters on. You should go check that out. Had a lot of fun. The the funny thing about that podcast was it's like going into that podcast we're like. Chris, you gotta sell us on some hope for the future for the Blackhawks because we have none of that right now, and it was actually. Kind of nice, even though they don't have a first-round pick, it was nice to hear some, about some of the prospects that could go to the Blackhawks. So yeah, go go check that out if you're interested in that or just a, a draft nerd and like me in general. Um, so the Colorado Avalanche are up 2 nothing on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I would, if you told me that, I wouldn't be too surprised, but uh, the way they won those games, specifically game two, oh, man. Also, Valentin Shushkin, he is a god. He's a menace. How much he's getting seven times seven. You, yeah, I know. How much do you think he gets paid seven times seven? I, I legitimately think he's someone's going to give him seven times seven if he keeps this up. Just because of, like, I think he had, like, 57, 65 or something like that this year. Like, he actually was scoring at an insane clip. It's just, like, man, good for guys like him. Because, like, you know, like, Nazem Kadri, you know, obviously, like, boosted up his contract talks this season with his well, good play. But I don't think Nintushkin got as much credit as he probably should have. And, um, you know, this playoff run, he's just becoming a household name, basically. So it's it's pretty cool to see, honestly. And uh, when I – when you – like, if you were to tell me that, like, the Lightning got Braden point back and they'd still get skated out of the building, I wouldn't believe you. But they're getting skated out of the building right now. It's simple as that. Like, Colorado is three steps ahead of them in every facet of the game. And I it, it's shocking, to be honest. It really is. Like – 
I don't know how much of it you could really blame on Vasilevsky. There are some yeah. that you can, but yeah. like, holy crap, the defensive mislaps. It's like altitude. I guess two on ones. Whew. Yeah, just lackluster play. Like ball. they're not winning the board battles they usually do in the corners. It's just sloppy throws up the walls. Like they look tired. So maybe it's an altitude thing. Maybe it'll. I, I got to think this will be their best game, city, baby. For real. And I got to think game three is going to be their best performance. It so has far. to be, or they're done. They're not coming back from 3 0. They're toast. Out. You're not yeah. beating Colorado down 3 0. There's no way. You're not going to beat you're not gonna be Colorado in four straight. Winning four out of five is hard enough, but if there's a team to do it, it's Tampa, though. Yeah, it's true. You're 100% right. And to be fair, they were down 2 0 last series against the Rangers and won four straight. So we've seen yeah, them do but, it before, but this is not the Rangers. This no. is not a team that you're going to dominate five on five. You're the team getting dominated at five on five right now. And Colorado's power play looks almost automatic right now. You're not going to stop that. Um, I don't really know where the answer comes for Tampa. Like, I just don't think Tampa's ever been tested like this in the last three years. It's simple as that. They have not played a team as good as Colorado. And I feel like you and I have said that a couple times during throughout their cup runs. Just like, you know, you play who's in front of you, but – they got they lucked out of playing some really good Western Conference teams the last couple yeah. of years, and now they got like I think you mentioned it, uh, two shows ago. They're playing the best of the best right now, and the the holes that you could have covered up against, like let's say the Islanders, you can't cover up against the Avalanche. It's simple as that. There's the no holes you had against Montreal, you can't cover up against the Avalanche. It's simple as that. So if it's not Schmitty's internet, it's my internet. Holy crap. Anyways. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Every oh my time. God. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the Tampa getting skated out the goddamn building every yeah. game. Like, it, you got to think, like, it, it's been, like, it's not even just game two. Like, game one, they had a little stint in the second where they had two goals in a minute. But yeah. – Besides that, like Colorado came out gangbusters in the first period of that game. They came out gangbusters first period game two. Tampa's got no answer for their speed right now. And mm-hmm. I never thought I would say that with a team built like Tampa. But I guess Tampa's speed is just not Colorado's speed at the end of the day because holy smokes. Also, like the 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 those like that minute they let off the gas pedal, that's when Tampa came back. Game two, they did not let up at all. They no. had no answer. You got no answer. And, like, we always talk about it. Like, there's no reason to let your foot – take your foot off the gas. And, call, and like you said, Colorado just, like, exemplified that to a T in game two. Like, I think McCarr got a shorty, like, a minute yeah. into the third period to make it 6 nothing. It's just like, oh, man, this team is not here to play games. And, like, it was funny because I don't think McCarr had a point in either of the two games until that point. Yeah, I didn't so. Actually, it's all up, man. It's, it's Nachushkin. It's it's Burakovsky uh, is showing up. <laughs> By the way, Burakovsky showing up in big games against Tampa Bay Lightning. Surely that's never happened before. Never, never, never. Shout out the Capitals. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just crazy depth right now. Honestly, it, it, it's kind of like I picked the Avs to win the series, but I just did. If if they come out swinging again tonight, I don't know, man. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy That's right, shit. it's tonight. Yeah. I, and like, I was used to that two-day break, so I'm like, oh, there's got to be another two-day break. And I'm like, I know the game's on tonight, but it's like, oh, yes, that's right. It's really a weird two-day break, too, because you yeah. would have thought um, they'd do a two-day break between two and three. That's what I travel. thought. But... 
But I guess it was to get the game on a weekend, which like, makes sense. But then you would get game three on a Sunday. I don't know. Like it scheduling for the yeah. There was a fucking back-to-back in one of the series for Tampa this yeah. year. Like, <laughs> Which they won both anyways. So LOL. Know. And then like, they had like a week off. Also, like, I don't know about you, but like, I would have probably taken Vasilevsky out in the third period last game and not left yeah, him in for two more goals. That's interesting because I think they were saying the last time Vasilevsky was pulled was game one of the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals. So they played like, I forget how many playoff games straight it was, but a lot. Yeah. And if there's one thing, like if Tampa's going to win game three, it's going to be because of a pissed off Andre Vasilevsky. So. And we've seen uh, it every series. He's every time he gets questioned, he just shuts the fucking door. So we'll see. Yeah, because game three is huge. If they lose, they're not winning. Like Tampa, no. they're not winning. They're not coming back. They might get no one. Way. They might even get two, but they're not. They're not even... You're not coming back down 3-0. There's no way. And, like, another big thing with Tampa right now is their offense looks night and day to what it usually looks like at 5-on-5. Five five. They look lost. Like, they just can't get space for, like, themselves. There's no puck possession. You're getting no – like, besides a little bit in game one where Sergeyev scored, like, you're getting no – possession from your defenseman at the point you're getting no offensive help from them it's a lot to ask out of like because if we're being honest tampa's built on like a line and a half getting their goals usually yeah. and if they can't get them as much as like Corey perry's been good and stuff you really can't be banking on him to get no. four or five goals like the, there's the reason tampa's worked so well is because they capitalize on every opportunity that they get and Colorado, like you said, Colorado is not giving them many opportunities. No, to Colorado is just playing with so much speed right now. Like the reason they're not able to get space because that that Colorado defense just moves the puck out so quickly. It's insane, dude. Their penalty kills insane too. Like it, they're the only weak point in their game is Kemper, and you can't get to Kemper if you can't get oh, shots on him. <laughs> Even though he only think he faced twenty shots, so he's literally on his Matt Murray run right now. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't wait for the Oilers to give him eight mil this off season. It's gonna be great. Oh, <laughs> could it be any God. worse than Mike Smith, though? <laughs> Honestly, like it couldn't. I don't, really don't think it could. Um, Dude, but it, like that's the only way I see Tampa getting back in the series, though, is like the, the goaltending. Strictly that, like if Vassy, like you said, if Vassy just goes like "fuck you" and just shuts the door, I can see that. 100%. That's very what could happen, but but like I can also see Kemper starting to shit the bed a little. Like we've seen it time and time again. He, if you put the shots on him, he's gonna let him up. That St. Louis series showed it better than any. Like. I don't know, man. Tampa's been known as a team that can hang around if they can just steal this game. It doesn't even have to be a like. It doesn't even have to be a convincing win. That's what kind of sucks about this series, though, for Tampa. Because if they win Game One, this is a completely different conversation. Because Game One went to overtime. That like we do, but it ended really early in overtime, obviously, because Nachushkin lol. But um, well, Nachushkin too, Burakovsky lol. But um, (laughs) uh. Like if they if they win that overtime, it's a different series. But you know, it's it's a game of bounces. Like <laughs> you you almost had game one, and you definitely didn't have game two. So no, back they to the were drawing board. right from the puck drop. They were not literally good. like my dad texted me. He's like, "That's the fastest first shift I think I've ever seen." I was just like, "It's not good what Colorado's doing." They just it's like it's like a it's like a dog race, dude, or a horse race. You just see him shoot right out of the gate. Like, oh my gosh. 
It's crazy. And Colorado needed to prove themselves too because they they were far the better team in game one. But like, if you give Tampa game two, again, like it's a it's a completely different series if, if it's one one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people after game one were saying like, um, was that first period just an anomaly? Was that is that how Colorado is going to play against Tampa, or was that just a period? And that first period is just how Colorado plays against Tampa, apparently. Yeah. So. Tampa's the one that's going to be needed to do some adjusting. Obviously, Colorado is banged up right now. I saw Burakovsky's day-to-day. I think Landis Cog wasn't skating this morning. He'll probably play, but, yeah. you know, like that's something to keep an eye out on. Like if they keep dropping like flies, that might matter. But I think points now a game-time decision too, so he's obviously not 100%. So it's – injuries, no excuse at the end of the that's game for either the, of these yeah, teams. That's, that's the Stanley Cup playoffs for you. Blackhawks mm-hmm. won a cup with four defensemen, basically. Johnny Oduya <laughs> won a cup with a broken arm. Like, he was literally he was playing, playing twenty five minutes a night, literally, <laughs> dude. And it was the year he, we were only using four defensemen. Like, I, I just need to see more from this Tampa team. And yeah, they could be gassed. It's a lot of playoff hockey to play in a dude. two and a half year span. But I, it sucked to see him get swept. Let's just put it yeah. that way. I want. I, I really still think it could go like six or seven. Games. Oh, I think six is Tampa, six yeah. is. In, I think six is very possible, it, especially if they win tonight. If they win tonight, yeah. then six is very possible. But yeah, if 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 they don't win tonight, it's it's it, maybe most five. I can see it going. It's five. Yeah. It's either they sweep or Colorado wins the cup on home ice, which sucks too. Because like, if we're being honest, the last three Cup finals have been like that. Like, pretty sure Tampa was up three one on Dallas, and then that like barely went to six. And yeah. then, like, Tampa was up 3-0 on Montreal, barely went to 5. Mm. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just hope Tampa responds. That's yeah. all I hope. I really do I think the altitude will matter, though. Sorry. Yeah. But that's the thing I wanted with this series. Like, I'm cheering for Colorado, but, like, just as, like, an objective hockey fan, I want to see this, like, be a close. And, and like, after game one, I was thinking maybe we get that. And then I saw game two, I'm like, okay, never mind. Colorado might just be on a different level right now. And, like, I've said this so many times. I want a game seven overtime. I don't know if we'll be at that this year. But, like, just looking at it coming into this year, like, the two Titans, the two teams that you – it's such a copycat league. If you're going to copycat your team based on two teams that made it to the cup final, let it be this cup final. Both teams are so good. And, but Colorado, they're just at a different level right now. Like, 14 – no one's talking about this. They're 14-2. and two. How – yep. like, you have it's, to go It's probably one of the most dominant cup runs we've ever seen. Definitely within our lifetime. Like, like the last one I can think of is the 2012 Kings. Yep. And like, like you have to go back to you have to go back to I think to the 1980s Oilers to find like a, a win to loss ratio like that. And you got to remember, like these games were not close. Like the Nashville series was like four dominating wins. Like St. Louis, the two losses they had, fucking barely like they were losses. One of them was in overtime or like one goal. Oh my god, game. they both were. Yeah. Or no, I know game five was. I don't know about the other one. But um dude, like they like they dominated Edmonton. Now they're dominating Tampa. It, this is the sign of a team that's been like almost there, like we've been talking about, and they're just finally not letting expectations. They got over the hump. Down. Yeah. Nice you know, maybe some teams around the league should be taking notes of that. I don't know, but we'll see. They're they're right in the <clears> way right now. Oh yeah, for sure. But I just want to. Let... Oh, sorry. Oh, you you can go ahead because I I got like a whole thing to talk about after. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it, it leads us to some exci- some exciting hockey, and we always got to remember too. Like this is probably Colorado's last year with this core. They're gonna or not, not the core, but like this team. They're gonna have to 
rekindle the middle six a little bit. Anyways. So (laughs) I want to read this. We've kind of been singing Val Nachushkin's praises. Um, There is this uh, uh, quote from The Athletic. And uh, so this was an anonymous NHL coach on Valerian Nachushkin. His last year in Dallas, he was so useless. No goals, no penalty minutes. I don't even know how that's possible. But now he looks like the next coming of Frank Mahovlich. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And how Colorado has built their team is incredible. Um, Trying to pull that up here. But obviously, you've drafted drafted McKinnon. You drafted... McCarr, you've drafted Landeskog, you drafted Branton, you've drafted all your top guys, but they've built their middle six basically through just amazing pro scouting, right? Um, there's a there's a tweet I'm trying to look for, and it just like goes through all the amazing moves that that Joe Sackick has made, but looks like I can't find. I mean, it, but... we could we could start naming them, like the Duchesne yeah, trade, got him Gerard and Byram, like you got yeah. Lekin in out of that trade, you got Nenshushkin out of just a like shit out of luck trade slash signing. Like you got Kadri for trading Tyson Berry, who probably never had a spot on that roster after McCarr like came out of or flourished. Like it's just insane. Like I always talk about wanting good asset management. It is insanely good asset management by Joe Sackick. And if there's one thing I could wish with Kyle Davidson going forward is he takes notes from him on asset management. I mean, and also his pro team, let it be Colorado because that. Oh, team and also be getting Devon Taves for two seconds because, like, That's what the hell? One. Like, oh my god! Yeah, gosh. it all started off. It all started off with the 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 Matt Duchesne trade. You get Bowen Byram and Sam Gerrard. There's basically a third of your blue line right there, and it, <laughs> their defense is so good that like their Gerrard's been injured since what the second round, I think. Yep. And you, oh no, now we're gonna get Bowen Byram. No. No. <laughs> Ryan Murray might actually play a game finally. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Johnson might win a cup, by the way. That's so Beast. cool. Good for him. Did you see that he like graduated university? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. No, yeah, like because I think when he was drafted in two thousand five, like I forget which uh, university he played up, but I think he made like a promise to one of the head coaches that he would like eventually graduate, and I think he just graduated. Like I don't know the exact day, but you know what? Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, good for yeah. good for Jack Johnson. He's a you know, it's, he's had a crazy career too. Like, yeah, just a lot, lot of off stuff. Be nice to see him finally win. Yeah, for real. Like, but yeah, it all starts off with the Matthew Shane trade. You trade, you get, you get Devontae's for two second round picks. That's so funny to me because that exact same year, like, <laughs> GM of the year, and then like right after, yeah, I'll trade two second round picks for Devontae's, who would be. A lot of teams' best defensemen right now. He just happens to be on Colorado where Kale McCarr is the best defenseman. Then you look at, like, again, Nazem Kadri, you trade Tyson Berry and uh, Alex Forward, Kerfoot. Alexander Kerfoot. Forward, Alexander Kerfoot. And you you get Val Nachushkin out of free agency. I think he got bought out or whatever, just didn't re-sign in Dallas. That's another That's another thing. You got Arturi Luckin. Like, such a good pro scouting staff and um, amateur scouting for that too. Like, look at all the the players ahead. Like, just Josh oh. Manson was another great pickup for yeah, um, right handed defenseman. Uh, I one trade that I got some flack at the time, but definitely is looking better is that Darcy Kemper trade. Like, that's the yeah. go for it trade, especially yeah. after they lost Grubauer in pre agency. They just immediately said, "Nope, we're not even messing with this. We're just going to go get a starter and or one A and go and." It's worked. Like, almost yeah. everything Joe Sackick touches turns to gold at this rate. Yeah, my so. touch. 
And like, yo, just we don't even talk about them like getting like gift wrapped Alex Newhook in the first round. We don't even talk about like all this other stuff. Like they still got they didn't win last players. year, but they traded Zadora for Sod, man. I'll never get over that. Uh. Yep. That's a that's a fact. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of that. But um yeah, no, but then they got Burakovsky for like a second and a third too. Yeah, like, that's another just, one. That's another one, dude. Dude, they just they just find like if you're not going to cash on those seconds and thirds, that's the way to use them. And like, especially when you got a team that like Colorado, it makes perfect sense to use your picks like that too. Because Colorado, LA is in a position like that too, I believe, because they have their top guys, right? Like they have their top line, and then you need to fill out the middle six. And the best way to fill out your middle six is using those picks. Because like, let's be honest, a third round pick on a contending team is not going to make the NHL for six years, probably. I'm nope. going to go six just to be nice. Like, yeah, it's a long trek. I would be an impact track. player, you know? Or exactly. Like, yeah. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And I, I got to give Sackett credit. And it, and it obviously didn't happen overnight. This stuff happens – it happened over a five-year time frame. But – I'm like, Mason McKinnon was drafted in 2013. Like, that's nine years ago. Yeah, were, well, I'm talking, I'm talking strictly Sackett's regime. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking um, – because Sackick, like, let's be honest, like, you Sackick also kind of got a freaking pretty nice kickstart to a rebuild. You got a young Nathan McKinnon. Granted, McKinnon was not flourished into what he is no, now. No, McKinnon that we know him now. That yeah. was until the 18th season, so that's fair. But, like, Duchesne was still a player. Landis Cog's a player. They just drafted Branson in that year, and he was going to be good because, like, I mean, fucking look at him. Like, he was always going to be good in this league with that size. And those hands, because holy sh! Like Miko Ranton is so underrated; he doesn't get talked about nearly enough. No, nope. that's but, the thing about being on Colorado. It's like McKinnon. Oh, then there's guys like Ranton and Landis Gog and so on, and so forth below. And it's like, oh, Kale McCarr. Then they have Devontae's bull and Byram. So, like, it's not. It's not fair, man. JT Comfer's really. become a very solid middle six guy. Oh yeah. Like, by the way, JT Comfer was part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Ooh, I didn't. I forgot. You forgot. Yeah, but also had Ryan O'Reilly at some point too. Like that that team has been littered with talent time and time again. And they finally like Joe Sackick started churning out the right ones to make the team he wants. And like you you, you got you can't help but respect it at the end of the day. Like that's the way you want to see teams win cups. Like it's simple as that. Yeah. Tampa's another way, obviously, because Tampa drafted all their guys, but like that's how you gotta do it. That's the thing. Like you gotta draft your, you gotta draft your top guys, and then find like the middle six guys through trades. Yep. Like what Tampa did, you you drafted all your main guys. Vasilevsky, Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Sorelli, blah 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 blah. I bet I'm missing a couple. Like Palat was a seventh round pick, but then you built your whole third line. Well, I think they assigned Gordon free agency, but then you trade for Coleman and uh, Gaudreau. You know, that's how trade for Hagel and Paul. Like... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Future Blackhawk. No, Paul. but like that's how you make it. That's how you make a winning team. Like I, I, I've been joking with my buddies this whole time. Phil Kessel should go sign in Tampa or Colorado this offseason. Mm. It makes too much sense. Like he needs to go win again yeah. and go be on a winning team. He had like fifty something points. He's got oh, the yeah, money. Yeah, like, go sign Lee Mid somewhere. Yeah, like, like fifty assists and like five goals. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and you're telling me Colorado couldn't find a way to use that? Okay, <laughs> like it's like, oh no, Colorado's going to use all these or lose all these players. Signs Phil Kessel for league men, trades for Patrick Kane, uh, who they were interested in. By the way, Freed pointed that out again on the really podcast last night at They're the deadline. It was Colorado and New York. The Rangers both asked about Patrick Kane at the deadline mm. this year. 
So even when Joe Sackick's still in his bag, he's still big game hunting. So you got to think like the hell out of that, dude. Dude, that's that's the craziest part about this Colorado team. They could get better next year in theory. Like yeah, they might lose Kadri, but like. Yeah, there are a bunch of guys to free agency, but they're they're gonna fight. They're like they still have so many players and pieces where they're still gonna get better. Oh yeah, dude, I, I'm. They're gonna find a way to replenish that. Oh no, Alex Newhook's gonna have to play second line center. Oh, oh no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess we'll just go sign like Mason Marshman to a four times four because that'll be that'll happen or something. I don't know, but um, like they, they, I, I just can't help but tip my tap to. Joe Sack at the end of the day. It's just incredible asset management. And I just w- – exactly. Tip of the cap. I just <laughs> wish um, – I, I really just wish more GMs would take this uh, approach. And they don't. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm not even going to mention Dow sh- who shall not be mentioned. I was going to say, even the, he who shall not be named at least went for it when the Blackhawks were good. But That is true. That is yeah. true. But Sackick was patient, which I feel like is the big thing. Because, yeah. like, it, it did take a year of them sucking and, like – Getting the fourth overall pick in a year where they sucked, Dude, but they somehow ago, they were at the bottom of the league. Like they were awful, but they still had all the like. Yeah, I don't mean to turn this into a Blackhawks conversation, but it's like they still yes, had a Blackhawks fucking pieces, and they didn't get rid of them, and they just kept sucking, and then built around that. And it's like that's why, like, if Davidson wants to do Keep a rebuild, that's fine. Just keep Alex to break it, and maybe. He'll just find another level while you're in this rebuild. And guess what? Maybe that speeds up the process a little more because Bedard actually is a fucking winger. Because if, if, if the goal is to get Bedard, like who the fuck is he going to pass to when he gets here if you're going to get rid of everyone? Because clearly it sounds like Kane and Taves are gone. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Boris Kachuk. My bad. My bad. Um, <laughs> Taylor Radish, come on. No, but I'm just like, I'm very curious to see how Kyle Davidson goes about his asset management. Cause like I said, that's my biggest judgment call for him right now. Like I could deal with him trading these guys if the asset management's right, but it's a very, it's a tightrope. You're walking there with the brinket. That's all I'm And I keep saying it, but if Philly's giving away two first round picks, Travis Konechny and some other crap, you might have to go look at that. Cause that's, that's, the I'm starting to hear some dumb shit from other fan bases for what they want to give up. And I'm like, yeah, maybe none of it's going to be to bring it, but there's, there are times where quality beats or quantity beats quality. And that's the thing it. with the Seth Jones trade. The Seth Jones trade I've been saying. Seth Jones is probably the best. That's never why the be- like. I don't like. I don't like the saying that the best player in the trade that means you win the trade. Blackhawks probably got the best player in the trade. Like, is Adam Bofus going to be as good as Seth Jones? I don't think so. Probably to be not. honest. Is Cole Sillinger going to be as good as Seth Jones? No, I don't think so. Are they? Is whoever they're going to draft this year going to be a Seth Jones? Probably Maybe, not. But, but like, that's magic means. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but those. Three things are more than Seth Jones is worth, you know? Yep. And that's and if the Blackhawks like I don't want them to trade to Brinkett, you bring this up. Like I I want to bring it to be like 28, 29, and they're they're starting to be on the up and up. Like there's a I do believe that you're in your prime and like your like your mid twenties, but we 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 see Tampa Bay right now. Like Stamkos is is in his thirties. Like Kucherov is pushing his his thirties. Like they're they're not like in their their early twenties or mid twenties even. And you even look at Colorado. Like Landeskog is thirty. Like they're a lot of their players are pushing their their late twenties, even early thirties. Like you can still win with guys like that. That's why that's that's why I just want them to keep the brinket. Unless, but the only way they can win a trade is. 
what Chicago, the situation Chicago was in last year. You're trading to a team that's delusional and desperate. Delusional, desperate, and you're getting multiple first-round picks. You need a double D out of a team. You need they need to be desperate and delusional. It's it, and Chuck Fletcher fits the bill sometimes. So yeah. that's like that's where that comes in. But it's just like even at like and like you said, like we have literally seen Taves and Kane have their best years of their careers offensively when they were like 31 years old. You can't tell me he's still not going to be good when he's 30. And if it's about if it's about paying him, who the fuck else are you paying after next year? It's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! It, like, dollar bill warts. Have you risen from the grave? Like, this is not the fucking time. Jesus, I love how we were talking about Colorado, and I fucking yeah. beeline it into the Hawks. But no, like, it, but this is how it make- starts because they. This is what they did with Duchesne. But I'm gonna say it. Duchesne was never the player Alex DeBrinket was. No, never. Alex DeBrinket was still getting better. He's gonna be 25 later this year. Fucking so dumb, dude. I can't, dude. Like I still. But anyway, like, Colorado makes you realize how far off the Blackhawks have to go yep. to climb the top. They got like at least to at least get to like where Colorado was like a few years ago. That's gotta be seven or eight years. I'm like, saying I'm it's being... four years to get to where Colorado was in like 2018, probably. Yeah. Because you That's need like to get more now, maybe seven or eight years. Yeah. Like, we're the consistently making the second round. Yeah. But, and it's just the way it is. Because, like, I'm sorry, you have one star on this team. Two, I guess. Because Seth's, Seth, like, the way Seth's, like, career trajectory is going, and he's not that physical of a player, his, his body's probably going to last. He'll be fine. But you probably won't be like, Dude, I'm not one of the phones. I'm not. I really am not. Exactly. I don't, I'm not fucking like, everyone's complaining That's about not the problem. Like, It'll never like him, the player, even the contract. I don't have a problem with. It's always going to be the trade, but what they get. Yeah, I, I don't care. It, well, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if you have those pieces going forward, you need to add more eventually, and that can happen over time. It's just you still need those pieces there too, because that is going to help expedite this process even just the slightest bit. Not saying it's going to happen overnight. I'm just saying, no. keeping the brinket probably moves this from like eight to like six. Or five years, if we're being honest. Like, I don't know. And, and like I say time and time again, the team sucked with all these players. What makes you think they're not going to suck with all those players again? All you have to do is just not get a goalie. Because if Flurry wasn't 9-10, they would have sucked this year. Um, they're, they're, probably, they're probably like, oh, I don't even want to think about that. Columbus might be picking third. Oh, they would be, but like yeah. it's fine because like they, 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 Davidson could literally take that approach this year, and they'll get like the third pick. They'll get Fantilli or whatever. It'll be great. But um, oh no, we don't get Bedard or Mitchell. Oh, no, we, we, we might get Zach Benson. Benson. Oh no, yeah, dude, um, that that that. Oh. I know, like so much could happen within a year, but oh, that draft class. If there's a year to yeah. suck and have two first round picks, even if one of them's gonna be in the late twenties, early thirties, it's gonna be that one. That's the. Well, it's clear that's the goal for Davidson right now. Like he wants to get one of those top guys in the draft next year, yeah, and like, yeah, he's not going out of his way to make this. You want to get stars on the team? That's to get one. That's how you get one right there. Like it should have been this year where you probably got like a Savoy, but you know, if there's some butts for candy and nuts, we're not going to get into that. Trade the blanket. I hate it here so much. Um, Let's talk about other bad teams. Yeah, let's let's continue. Let's yeah. Who are we talking about? Let's, let's shut on. I want to I want to move on. I want to move on to Philadelphia because we brought them up. Because yes. if the Blackhawks are going to trade to Brinkett, it needs to be to a team that's delusional and desperate. It's it's like the Moneyball team. We Give need to have delusional, <laughs> desperate, and 
New Jersey, like when I'm looking at the teams that are kind of in that top 10, if you want to like trade to bring kid, get a bunch of prospects back for him, basically the Seth Jones trade, but this time it's in your favor. Like number two, New Jersey, they, I'm not convinced that they're great. Like I wouldn't say they're necessarily delusional or desperate because they're, they're, they're way better off than Philadelphia is right now. They're more in an upswing, but I'm just not convinced that they're like a playoff contender. They don't have a goalie still. Yeah. Like it's simple as that. And that's kind of where I feel with them. LA, I feel like it's too smart to give up too much in order to bring a trade. That's why I don't yeah. feel like they're going to do it. Unless they're desperate and we just don't know it. Because, like, to be fair, they were, like, a goal away from getting out of round one. So, yeah, like, true. maybe they look at the team and think they're a piece away. But, like, I, Philly is the desperation team, especially with the coach they just hired and John Tortorella. Yeah. Because – what a match made in hell. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> like, him and Gritty just going at it on the bench after they're on, like, a nine-game losing streak this year. It's going to be so great. Could you imagine oh the meltdown in Philadelphia? How many other places in the league are you going to get the same meltdown as Philadelphia with in terms of, like, coaching? Holy shit. It is going to be, honestly, poetic what happens with that team. Because either they are – because either they're going to make the playoffs. Like – just Dude, the I way towards the system works. Yeah, I think make- we underestimate John Tortorella as a coach. Like he, people forget he's the last coach to to beat the the Tampa Bay Lightning in a playoff series. Like he's not a bad coach at all. It's mm-hmm. the thing with Tortorella always has been like the act. Like how long are people? He's a shelf life. Like exactly. I think Columbus went a little bit better than than I expected. Like when they hired him, like oh no, this is not good. But he lasted there like five years, and he really helped that team. Like. Be, from being like a mediocre team to like being a team that consistently is least in the playoffs and is like hard as a pain in the ass to play against. Like yep. Philadelphia, I don't, I think they should be rebuilding. Like again, Chuck Fletcher, that, that whole ownership right there, delusional, desperate. But if there's a, if there's a coach that's going to at least like make them competitive, maybe make them battle for a wild card spot, it's John Tortorella. I will say one thing that it's not getting talked about enough. And I feel like it's going to be a fun story to watch. John Tortorella is going to be great for Sean Couturier. Like, Sean Couturier is coming off an injury, and, like, that dude is a hell of a t- – like, Torch Tor- has got to be salivated out the mouth with that guy. Says, When's the last time he's had a center like that? I don't think he I has. Like, he had Dubois early, but, like, maybe Duchesne? And Duchesne's nothing like that. If, if no. like, he projects to be what he is, which I think You'd have to go back to, like, like Tampa Bay. Yeah, he was like Kateri is like a seventy-point first-line center. That's an elite yeah, defensive kind of guy. Yeah, Whew. Torch is gonna love that. Like I, that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Philly's good. And like I know Torch with the goalies doesn't have much patience, but God, if he could figure out Carter Hart, that could be. Dude, the just big a thing one. is they gotta figure out the defensive structure. If their defensive structure is even decent, Carter Hart is way better. Holy shit, he's gonna fix Rasmus Ristolainen, isn't he? the thing is with philadelphia they have pieces it would not surprise me if they're like at least battling for a playoff spot next year because like they're not gonna be fifth last again there's no way like so many things went wrong this year um especially if they go spend 18 million on kadri and gaudreau there's no way they're gonna be this bad ryan ellis is gonna be back healthy i'm pretty sure he's gonna like ryan ellis ivan provov has to bounce back underneath like Dude, you've got to find a way to make them work. Like, yeah, Mike Yo and Aline Vigneault were their coaches last year. Are you telling me John Tortorella isn't at least an upgrade on that? Like, we may shit on Torts, but he's not a bad coach. It's no, simple he is. as that. He's, he's not a bad coach. coach. I'll say that. He's just not everyone's cup of tea. And he, yeah. like, I think Dangle said it best. I heard it on a show because they were talking about Torts recently. And yeah. he was just like, 
yeah, you may not say some shit you like in front of the mic, but if we're being honest, you should just be thanking God your coach doesn't have a microphone sometimes. Because every coach in the NHL would say some dumb Dude, shit. There's like no that. gray area with John Tortorella. He tells you how it is, and I and I respect that with him. Yeah, he, he's a real ass. Like as dumb as it sounds, he's a real ass coach. Like he's yeah. not gonna sugarcoat it. He's which is exactly what a city like Philly needs after having a pushover like Elaine Vigneault was their head coach for like how many years it was. Like they need some personality behind that bench, especially with a young team like that too. Like yeah, they got some veterans, but like. You know, like the Joe Fair. I know I'm paraphrasing this, but what was the thing? Like John Turo, we need attitude when we walk outside the bus when we're walking in something like that. You know, if Philly's at least got some attitude in their game, they're not going to be a pushover because right now they're. I don't know what they are, dude. Broad like, Street Boys. That's a huge thing. What are they as a team? John Tortorella gives them an identity. If you don't have an identity, you're going nowhere in this league. And it, like at least with Philly, I have an idea of what Torts wants. At least what he wants. That might Broad not be Street what he Boys. gets on the ice. But I know what they're at least going to shoot for. And also, God bless Cam Atkinson. He's got to deal with torts again. He thought he yeah, the out. Brandon Dubinsky trades or the, the tweet where he's like, and prayers for the Flyers players or whatever. And then, uh, oh my God, someone said like Jacob Borchek's finesse torts two, two times in a row now. <laughs> 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 okay, it's just not going to get coached by him. But, um, God, like we talk about it, like you just said it though with Philly, like they, there's a situation where they're not going to be as bad as they are next year. No, I don't think and so. And also, maybe just go get a fucking 1B that's not Martin Jones. Oh, my God. Like, holy shit. Go get, like, I don't even know what 1B could work Sorry. for that team. <laughs> holy shit. If Flurry was a flyer, I, like, if he if Flurry didn't want to be a capital, there's not a chance in hell he's going to be a flyer. Oh, my God. Like, I... <laughs> Philly's gonna be so bad next year. Like I'm trying to talk it up, but it's just like they're gonna get in their own fucking. They're not. Way. They're not gonna be in the playoffs. I, Mason Marchman's getting seven times. I don't know if they make the playoffs. Holy shit! And again, this is not like, this is not John Tortorella's fault. This is the delusional and desperate management. Chuck fucking Fletcher, bro. Yeah. Like when has he done anything good it ever? Like, I'm not even trying to be, like, hyperbolic. Like, I genuinely can't Minnesota, think of a good trade. It was a first-round exit every year. He's trying to do the same in Philadelphia. Holy smokes, dude. Like, do they really need those extra three games of, like, playoff home ticket revenue? Like, what the hell, man? Like, and, like, clearly the fan base is over it. Like, the like from what I saw this year, Phillies fans are so apathetic right now towards that team. Like, they're more apathetic than Hawks fans half the time. And we have every reason to be apathetic towards Whoa. that fucking team. Far. Exactly, but if they're just as low as us, and it's strictly because of the on ice, that's a problem. <laughs> because I'm not trying to compare woes, but like we got a couple more reasons than just them sucking to be pissed right now. Really, yeah. it's just like they, you guys are terrible. And also, like Drew's gone. It's a new era. I, I guess this is about as new era as you get. Getting towards like. Post Giroux. I don't know. Dude, it's just a lot to ask. Oh my God, they're going to do something so dumb. I don't know what it is. Just don't be Again, I'm not it. saying you trade to bring Kip, but if the if Philadelphia calls. Un- Dude, it's literally got to be five unprotected first next year. It's got to be Travis Konechny. Yeah. And then maybe. Or Joel, Kip- no, no, no. Joel Farabee. Yeah, Joel Farabee and Cam York. Let's just get the two. Let's go get the or, two. Or guys. Travis Benheim. 
boom, boom, there's stuff. There's stuff. Sandheim would be a little sneaky. Mm, now we think. No, it's not worth it. Anyways, <laughs> um, you have to bring him in, unless you just seriously keep him. blown off. No, but we could get Shane Pinto. Hey, hey, hey! Come on, Alex Formenton. No, but Connor Brown is literally Andre <laughs> Pilat. Didn't you hear that? Ridley, <laughs> no, Ridley Gregg is the next. I don't know. I was trying to make a comparison. I fucking hate Andre. centers. Oh my gosh. Can't wait for them to oh. trade nothing for nothing. And then Sanderson busts and they get super pissed. And then he comes a Blackhawk. Then he Hell yeah, up. brother. Branstrom should have already been a Blackhawk. <laughs> Dude, I'm still manifest. That could still happen. I'm manifesting that. <laughs> Make it happen, please. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not playing them there. Play them here. Seriously. I bet uh, the next Blackhawks head coach would, whether it's Luke Richardson or Mark Savard. Derek King. Derek King. (laughs) 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 Mark Savard. Derek King. 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 (laughs) I feel bad because Derek King's a good guy. I honestly wouldn't mind him as the head coach next year. Like, but you just look at Luke Richardson and Mark Savard. It just feels like, hmm, you at least do a little better. Not that your, your goal, the goal is to be a good team because that's clearly the, that's one thing we know they're not going to be a good team next year. But you do want some compete in the locker room or like in the games. And I think from what I've heard, Luke Richardson can bring that. The, the fact of the matter is, whoever's coaching this team right now is not going to be the coach when they're a competitive team. Like, the the same thing with the Blackhawks. Like, no, I mean, it could be a better Savard situation was their, where was he their head coach. It all. But then once they were, like, really took that next step, Joel Quenville was the head coach, and then they won three cups. Yep. And I, I guess it's just who's that stopgap coach. There's, there's always the names that float around, like, God, God forbid, like a Jeff Blaschel or David oh. Quinn or a, he might go to Florida. Someone like that. Just please know, no. like we don't need that. Oh, please go to Florida. Oh my God, Blaschel in Florida would be fucking hilarious. But um, like Trotz is still hanging around, which is interesting. I already might I be mad like with Paul Maurice is another guy. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Paul Maurice is another one I think that could be interesting. I know not a lot of people are going to be happy at this one, but if Jim Montgomery's still out there and he's been in the coaching ring for a couple teams, they might look at him. Um, like they got they. Let's put it this way: Kyle Davidson's patience is helping him a lot right now because teams are doing getting all the dumb signings out of the way, like Pete DeBoer, get him in <laughs> Dallas for four years, <laughs> like John Hines, extend him in Nashville for four more years. Yeah, we've always we, we've been always saying, oh, the Central has all like like we're we're so fucked in the Central. But then you see them when then you see Dallas hi- hire Pete DeBoer and then Nashville extend John Hines. We're like, well, at least they, they'll be better than us. But when we're good, we'll be better than them. You know, like Hopefully, they're going to be first round like, teams, first round exit kind of teams. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that's like they were this year. But if, if if I had to like, I think I think I've told you, like Richardson's at the top of my list right now, just because I. 
I really think for the Hawks, they need to find a guy who's going to be able to communicate. Like, I know they always talk about we need to get a guy who can communicate well. But no, they genuinely need a guy who can communicate with these young players and develop them to where Kyle Davidson wants his team to be. Because that was a very big lacking point with Jeremy Carlton. Like, yeah, he got to some players, but not all of them. And you can't pick and choose when you're the head coach. And I feel like we've seen with Richardson's track record, he's been able to get a lot out of his young players. Obviously, Mark Savard would be kind of a wild card one, but like Jim Montgomery's yeah, got a lot they, out of the younger they players. Coach in the, the OHL, like making that jump from the OHL, even like college to the NHL, like I, I, how often does that work? Like yep. Luke Richardson has what's the word? Like I'm trying to look for. Like this guy has played in the NHL. He's been an assistant got pedigree. Coach, he's got the pedigree. Like player, like it was almost like with Derek King. Like Jeremy Colton didn't really play in the NHL. He coached in Sweden. At least like Derek King has coached in the AHL. He played in the NHL, so he's got. You can get that respect from players. From what I've heard, Luke Richardson, like people, like pe- people forget, like when when the, when the Habs were making that that cup run, that he basically coached that 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 Habs team in the conference final against Vegas. That one, yep. Like, and not, did a damn that, good job too. Ever going to be in that situation within any time in the near future? But like this guy, he he, he clearly knows how to coach, and I think a big and like. Play like I've heard like players will run through a wall for him. That's a big thing. You needed a coach that can uh that like that can motivate you. And again, how long is that gonna last? I don't know, but hopefully Luke Richardson, like I think he's you should be the guy while you're rebuilding, and then once you really like get to that contending stage, that's when you go for a guy like like I don't know, maybe Bruce Cassidy gets fired by Vegas again, you know. <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree. Luke I would love Luke Richardson. And like all that being said, I still wouldn't be surprised that they just keep Derek King at the end of the day. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't think it's a bad go. option for him either. Like Derek King keeps it light in the locker room. That's that's going to be another big thing. Yeah. Not only them competing like in games that they're not going to be a good team. Like you need to keep the the mood light. And Derek King, we we know can do that. Exactly. So, I mean, like we said though, like there's plenty of good options for Davidson to go. There's obviously the bad apples that we probably wouldn't like, but. No, I don't think I'm open to giving anyone a chance, especially without bad this team's going to be. I don't really think the coaching is going to make that much of a difference, but like, I'm just, I'm curious to see what happens now because like the dominoes are starting to fall. Like, like we said, like, uh, Boston still needs a coach. Florida needs a coach. Winnipeg needs a coach. I heard Boston like might go different, like, like new, like Mark Savard in Boston would be interesting. I've heard Dan, I've heard, uh, I've heard Quinn link. David Quinn linked to Boston, which (laughs) would be something. But, like, the thing with Quinn is I know he has, like, extensive history with, like, McAvoy and Grizzly in that defense. So, like, if anyone's going to keep that system, it might be Quinn, which kind of is funny because, like, I feel like Quinn had that system in New York and it's just, like, night and day with Gallant. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I I don't know where Boston's The thing with the new Blackhawks head coach, you've got to be able to develop and bring these young guys along. Not that I think all of them should be playing on the team, but like Kirby Duck, like Ian Mitchell next year, like Lucas Reichel's probably gonna be on the team. Like even like Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, like I not Phil that I'm Kershaw, guys like that. Like you need to find a way to get more out of these guys. Not that, they can. Like, not that really any of them are gonna be top six guys other than really like Reichel, Doc, and probably, but like if you can make those guys like decent, like bottom like everyday bottom six players and they're playing hard every night, then that's really all you can ask for. Hundred percent, and and defenseman too. Yeah, that will get called up and probably rotated within the year. 
Oh yeah. The defense Davidson's already kind of shown the plan that he has, especially with the way he ices him in Rockford. Or like he's told the coaching staff to ice him in Rockford, because I feel like kind of a trickle down effect there with how they're playing. But um it also I feel like a case with the Hawks, they're gonna have to clear some names out of their pipeline. Cause it's getting a they have this interesting log gym where it's a bunch of guys that are probably the same like potential trajectory level. Dude, I don't they think Nicholas will have like eight year. of those guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if White Cal going to be here next year. I would I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they don't even pick up his contract next year. Like no, well, like, especially Kalanuk. I think Bowden yeah. maybe could trim for like a late round pick, but well, that's tough. Kalanuk's gone. Like, there's he yeah, he no. played himself. He's in like that he's like twenty five. Like he had a decent year last year, but like he's clearly not in their plans. Yeah, and like that's a guy who might work somewhere else because he can skate, but it's just like mm, and he can move the puck, but he cannot defend. What else can you do? Like we need yeah. defenders. Um, but yeah, defenders. Yeah, ha! Get him. <laughs> Got him. No, just kidding. <laughs> They've done more than I'll ever will in my life. No, just kidding. Oh um, my gosh. But yeah, that's that's really that's all, really all I want. I just want to see the development of the young players. Also, 100%. Arvid Soderblom, keep him in the NHL. Do not let him on the NHL. Like. Unless there's an I'll injury, deal with like, Colin Dealey for 40 games. I don't fucking care. <laughs> if, if it brings us Connor Bedard, yes, I will. Dude, I'm if it literally it. gets us a top five pick next year, I can deal with it. Yeah. Like I've already dealt with it the last five years, if we're being honest. Like, what's one more? Year? At least we know we're gonna bat, so it's like we're gonna be bad, so there's like no expectations. Anyways, um uh, so kind of on the coaching thing still, uh Bruce Cassidy went to Vegas. That's a that's a, that's a great fit. Like Bruce Cassidy, he was he's at that level of coach where he can go wherever the hell he wants, and he goes to Vegas. Apparently, he got yeah, kind of back to Tortorella. I think he got like a four times four for a contract, and then Cassidy got like a four and a half times four or five. So they they getting paid. How many oh, yeah. years does Cassidy? And Cassidy was with? off the market for. Oh what? <laughs> I said, how many years does Cassidy last in Vegas? Oh, dude, probably like three. <laughs> probably like three. They make like, they make uh, like two conference like, finals runs, and then they like lose in the first round. It's like, no, nah, that's it. You're out. And then he goes to Chicago. Oh, no, buddy. That's, cup that's final loss. And then they're just they're, – can't stand it. Like, they're done. Um, not this – like, I can't stand knee jerky biscuits. It's like watching like – like a 16 year old run at NHL 22 franchise mode. Like, it's just like, I'm going to trade everything and get all the good players. But then when they don't have chemistry and I miss the playoffs, I'm going to get pissed and trade them all again. It's just like, I don't know. But I will say one thing though, if there's any team that's going to re- replicate Cassidy's system, Vegas is going to do like, Oh yeah. Skipping a beat. Like, Oh man. No, Stone's back oh, I got Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. Oh, oh no, no, Patrice Bergeron? Hey, I got Jack Eichel now. Not Jack that saying that he's like Patrice Fucking Bergeron. Eichel! Who's going to be yeah. healthy? I'm like, oh my god. But they won't have Evgeny Dadinoff, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, They'll no. have injured Shea Weber. <laughs> Calling from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that's a nice, tidy work by Montreal there. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to flip Dadinoff for a second at the deadline next year. You just oh, watch. Yeah. 
Also, Dadunov and Hoffman back together again. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> 2018 Florida Panthers in full effect. Also, I love how Dadunov said, fuck Southern California, but I'm going to go to Montreal, Canada, where the team's going to suck balls next year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, he, he has to know he's going to get traded at, like after at the great trade deadline. I think that's got to be what it is. But like, fuck, I'd rather go play with Zegers. Like, god damn. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't you, know. By maybe way, did, you maybe... the, did you see the Anaheim Bucks reply where they're just like, "Are you sure?" Are you... <laughs> <laughs> I get him, bro. Oh my god, I just love those little backhand comments from like the NHL admins. Especially like... against Vegas too. Like Vegas, everyone just likes to dump on Vegas. Because everyone's Twitter. tired of Vegas's Twitter's fucking whole ordeal. Like I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, <laughs> just there's, them there's, being annoying. No word for it, really. Yeah. Oh, like I, I will be grateful that the Blackhawks don't do that stuff a lot. Like, yeah, their Twitter does some like questionable stuff, but they don't do that on like, a daily freaking basis. Yeah. That's why I like I like boring Twitter accounts. I'm just like, at least they're not getting any shit and not being annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like I have all the ones that do all that cute shit are usually mute. Like Carolina mute Carolina's been muted for years. Like <laughs> no. But you can't what? mute Tampa because it's too good. And you can't mute Toronto because it's too good. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I like Columbus's Twitter account. They're always good. That's what oh, that's yeah, what Columbus's Twitter good. account. Yeah. I think I follow um, – I used to follow Dallas, but then they got annoying, so I stopped. And hmm. then Nashville follows me, which is funny because <laughs> <laughs> of that admin. Yeah. <laughs> but um, – oh, God. Those, like – can we get – can we just, like, abolish, like, team admin pages like being a personality like can you just tell me what someone's hurt with instead of giving me a 20 page article and saying oh we feel bad send puppy pictures (laughs) we don't want to hear we hear your conflict whatever yeah we don't have any words and we know you don't want to hear them like jesus christ but you know what for every bad one you get one of those so it's like i guess we'll just you take what you get (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we get that after Tampa loses. Oh my fucking god! Did you see the comment section after they lost on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. They've had all the success, and not just these past the last two years when they go, they they've been the best team of the cap era. They've like, had a Blackhawks level of conference final runs. Yeah, and like you would never have guessed. And they're least. falling apart because they're finally faced a good team. <laughs> I haven't felt defeat in three years. I mean, years. what they've accomplished and like they, dude, they, if, even if they come back and win, they might still win three cups in less than uh, two calendar years. Like that's crazy, but it's so funny. Like seeing all the memes when those like <laughs> Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay when they actually have to face a good team in the playoffs in the Cup final. <laughs> it's just like I can only hope to laugh at that. Like my favorite, it's like I don't mean to be that guy, but I think this is the first time Tampa's not the best team in the series in a long time. Yeah, well, I think it was Sean McAdoo said it's like everyone has their theories for this, but I think it might be for the first time in twelve series, Tampa Bay is just not the better team. It's fact. Yep, Colorado is that bitch, and they're not. Like they're sorry, those guys. Sorry, Woody buzzes made his way onto the court. You might have to move now. <laughs> like the NHL has just seen Lightyear, and his name is Kale McCarr. Like, get out of the way. I don't want to play with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Come to the side. Have you watched Lightyear, by the way? I want to see it this week with Jimmy. I can't wait. I think. Wait, you're on with Jimmy? Yeah, because Jimmy, Belchie, and I are going to go watch game four at a bar somewhere. 
Yeah. Or like we're all gonna meet up. And I was like, dude, we should all go see Lightyear too. Cause like, yes. <laughs> hey, I just came up with this idea in my head. You know what? You won't you know what movie comes out on July first? Hmm. Grew the rise of minions. Oh. Or no minions, the rise of Gru. Oh. You know what we're doing when we go to Montreal? Fucking God. <laughs> three tickets for minions, the rise of Gru, please. It's like the fucking three of us can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta do now that I've thought about that, we gotta do that. <laughs> like we're dressed up all nice for interviews. Hold on, we gotta go to the movie theater real quick. Three tickets for minions, please. <laughs> no, sorry, Elliot Freeman. Not that we're interviewing him, but we gotta get three tickets. <laughs> right. No, we'll just hit up Mikey Stevens. We'll be like, let's go. We're gonna go see the minions movie. <laughs> you know, another film concert. <laughs> <laughs> By you the way, fun fact, did you know the Minions movie made a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> it's the 22nd highest grossing movie of all time. I found that shit out today. The Minions is a cult. <laughs> They're a cult. Could you imagine just like if you had to choose between going to day one of the draft or rise of group minions of like sorry da- sorry draft I love you but <laughs> be, be the day of my wedding be the day of the minions rise of group <laughs> yeah it's the, it's like the guy wearing the pajamas and then the guy wearing the tux it's like me to, the guy with the pajamas me day one of the draft <laughs> me in the rise of group oh my god That's dude awesome. we gotta see it now <laughs> like, we have to I thought of it I'm like that's such a good idea we have to bro <laughs> I'll send that to the group chat dude I didn't even know that movie came out that's awesome <laughs> oh. anyways hockey right <laughs> Luke DeBoer is going to Dallas, and he's going to ruin Dennis Garionov, and he's going to ruin he's going to ruin Jake Ottinger, that poor bastard. <laughs> oh yeah, he's going to start like Anton Kadubin. No, Brayden Hope is coming back, baby. No, they're yeah. getting flurry. And <laughs> Bishop is going to be traded back to Dallas after he got traded Let's for go! And be the goalie. Let's go! Oh, my God. Yeah, I hate that signing, though. <laughs> yeah. Really I mean, for like Dallas, I hate it, but as a Blackhawks fan, I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, from that mindset, of course. But, like, from the mindset of a guy who likes watching Jason Robinson and Miro Hayeskin play hockey, no, this is not going to be fun. <laughs> and it's scary like, if you're a future Chicago Blackhawk. Welcome. Didn't walk he on extended, now. like, one year? Yeah, I think they gave him, like, a one-year contract. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't know how to use a sniper, which is just always hilarious to me. But also, he might just be a Kubelik, so who knows? Mm-hmm. No, let's play Michael Raffle yeah. instead. Snipers, if you do is shoot puck, get like yes, yeah, fast shoot. No, he's not even dumb to Cooper League. He's like Brendan Perlini because he's a big guy, skates and shoot puck. Like, yeah, jeez, yay! My favorite. It's like there's two types of player, like. There's the Perlini and there's the Hagel. Which side are you going? Go the Hagel side. It's like actually a good player. Um, <laughs> and my favorite's like score more fans of fucking facts. But yeah, facts, dude. My favorite is uh, fans of or fans of teams that haven't watched at all this year, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this Hagel guy? Then he, he didn't do this all year." I was like, 
if anything, he did it more with the Hawks. We're just not going to get into that. <laughs> like, I was like, I was at a party with Dick and Dick. Was, I was like, Nick, don't I always say Hagel's the fucking little thing king? And he's become that in the playoffs this year. Like, the guy just does all the little things right, and you need more players like that. And, like, if Kurt – Maybe you need more Nachushkins and Hagels and less Curry on Ops and Kubaliks. That's really what you need. Uh, sorry. Sorry about my team about two-way hockey players. By the way, if the Tampa Bay Lightning lose, that means Pat Maroon's cup streak is over. And, most, and more importantly, it will be Corey Perry's third straight cup final loss. Something's got to give, Doc. Something's got to give, Doc. Oh, my gosh. Something has to give. Oh my gosh. Like, <sighs> Pat Maroon should not have that many Stanley Cups. Like, I'm sorry. Like, even Chris Kunitz was a good hockey player at one point in his career. Dude, he, was on, he was on the Canadian Olympic team. All right. All right. We're not going to throw that around like it's an achievement. Patrick Sharp was on the <laughs> Olympic team once upon a time. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of players that like Mike Smith was a, Mike Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you bring that up. <laughs> oh, that's great. Did you know if Mike, on the- Mike Smith? Mike Smith could still be part of the triple goal club. <laughs> if like the Oilers, like if he's a backup next year, and like say like they do bring in Darcy Kemper and then they win a cup, like Mike's and Mike Smith's the backup, he'll be part of the triple goal club because Holy he won an Olympic gold and then a world championship goal with Canada. <laughs> I can't stand Mike Smith, bro. Like, I, I don't ask for a lot. Please don't let him win a Stanley Cup. Unless it's, like, if, I, if McDavid wins a cup, I've won, but at what cost? Mike Smith gets a Stanley <laughs> Cup. A small price to pay for salvation. Honestly, dude. Oh, my gosh. Fucking just. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, coaches. Not fun. I think I think we touched on all the coaches that we needed to. Who are the I, I honestly don't know the teams that still need oh obviously the Blackhawks, but it was like Blackhawks, Bruins, Panthers, uh Jets, and That's right. Who am I missing? Am I missing one? Oh Detroit. Detroit. I'm always missing Detroit. Yeah. 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 Detroit's interesting. They might go get someone like Detroit should get Trots, honestly. Trots would be interesting because they're they're almost not like the Islanders, but like they're a team on the rise of like if Edvinson and, and like you can, he'll make Edvinson and Cider studs. Fast, dude. And then they got Kosa coming up the wings, and Kosa looks like a stud. By like, the way, WHL championship, and I do believe that the Memorial, Memorial Cup starting tonight. But that's gonna be a nasty Memorial Cup too, because you got like Stankoman in there, and then you got who's the? Oh uh, uh, no, I don't think I don't think Kamloops has got. Oh, well, they did yeah, uh, no. Whatever. The teams, I think it's St. John's, then it's the Hamilton Bulldogs, and then the the Shaw- I think it's the Shawinigan Cataracts, and then the Edmonton Oil Kings, which I'm hoping the Oil Kings win. Yeah, the Oil Last Kings. They won was 2014. I remember I was there the day that they won the WHL championship. Who was on that team? Um, Tristan Jari, Curtis Lazar. Huh. Hey, get this, Henrik Samuelson. I'm pretty sure they beat it. Oh, they shit. beat like the Portland Winterhawks that had like Nick Patel. Like they had Nick, the Portland Winterhawks were stuck. They had like Oliver Bjorkstrand. They had Nick. You know what? I can even look that up right now. I'm pretty sure I've gone. I've said this many times on the show, but it was pretty stacked. So looking up on my phone, the 2014 WHL playoffs. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the Edmonton Oils Kings won. Let's take a look at the finals. WHL Championship. Yeah. So, I'll just go through the uh, the playoff scoring leaders. Oliver Bjorkstrand was <laughs> number one with 33 points in 21 games. Brendan Lepsick was in there. Ooh, 33 points in 20 games. Derek Pouliot had 32 points in 21 games. Nick Patana had 28 <laughs> points in 21 games. Two guys who everyone thought were going to do something at the NHL level and never did. <laughs> Sam Reinhardt's in there, but he was on Kootenay, but I don't, I don't think they made it that far. Henrik Samuelson had 23 points in 21 games. Curtis Lazar had 22 points in 21 games. And Tristan Jari was 16-5 and five with a 219 goals against average, 925 save percentage and three shutouts. Too bad he can't stop a Josh Bailey wrist shot. Own. Own. I'm pretty sure they won the Memorial Cup that year, too. Nice. Yes, they did. Yep. I always remember the Memorial Cup years, like, on and off. I just remember the one year where I think it was, like, Sir, was it when Sergeyev was on the Spitz? And the Spitz they beat the Because the they were the host team and they fucking won. I think that was. Yeah. yeah I'm that, pretty sure they I had, like, Velarde, too. They had deep. I think that was the Alex Debrinkit led yeah. Harry Otters. I'm pretty sure Taylor Radish was on that team, oh, too. Yeah. Nice team. Um, the Spitfires had like they have DPX as their goalie. Filari was on that team, so was Sergachev, and I'm pretty sure I missed a couple other guys. You know what? We can look that up right now. Time to go look. Yeah. I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, but here we are. So yeah, the one here. Spitfires. <laughs> the, <laughs> the top three, the top three, the point getters in the in the Memorial Cup are Dylan Strom, Taylor Radish, and Alex Debrinkins. <laughs> and they're all like two points per game. Jeremy Bracco. Yo, Anthony Sir Jesus Erie was stacked. How did they lose? They had Darren Radish. They had Anthony Sorelli and Warren Fogel. Holy shit. Uh Jeremy so on the Windsor Spitfires, Jeremy Bracco was there. Gabriel Villari was there. And well, clearly they were elite because they had guy who was eventually gonna go for Eric Wait. Carlson, Jeremy Bracco. Logan Stanley was on the Spitfire. Let's go! <laughs> um yeah, Mikhail Sergachev, Jalen Chatfield, Sean Day, Gabriel Velarde, Logan Brown, Jeremy Bracco. That's really it. Dude, how the fuck did Erie not win? Eric Chernock was on that team, too. Dude. They should have won that. Stack team. God. Anyways. Oh, yeah, who dude. are the teams this year? I know it's the Oil Kings. I know it's the St. John Sea Dogs. And I know... It's the Bulldogs. I'm pretty sure the other team is the Cataracts. So let me double check. First Memorial Cup since 2019, by the way. The cardiac arrest. Uh, yeah, so St. John's. Sorry, I want to do something up. Sorry? No, I was going to say. I was going to go. I was going to look up the rosters, too. And the first thing I see on Twitter is someone posted the Tavares or the Tavares no goal. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, I got to go laugh at Leafs fans for a second. Anyways. By the way, Edmonton is crazy stacked, too. Like, Costa's their starting goalie on their blue line. They have Caden Gooley, Luke Prokop, which awesome. Elite already going to win. WHL in Pride Month. That is awesome. Um, yeah, going to win. Dylan Gunther's there. Jake Neighbors is there. He's the captain. Jalen Lupin, who is a. Uh, Blackhawks draft pick, Justin Sordiff, who's a Florida pet. Like, they have so many guys. It's crazy. Yeah. To have Gunther and Neighbors is kind of sick. Mm-hmm. God, St. Mm-hmm. Louis's prospect pool is deep. I hate this. Oh, why can't that be us? 
That should have been me, not him. Serious. Shut up, Big Bay. <laughs> it's gonna be me. Um. <laughs> Andre Kuzmenko signed in Vancouver. I don't know if bust, bust instantly. But even though he's one of the best point getters in the KHL, bust. No, he's no, he's gonna be good. I just love looking at Canucks fans that are like, he's the next Panera, and I'm like, no. But anyways, um, <laughs> and next Kaprizov, no, shut up. It's a big, it's I a mean, big selling point. Like I think he could be like a top six guy, but not uh, like a, a Calder Trophy winner. No, I uh, I know the big selling point for him was Boudreaux said he was gonna get power play time in like top six minutes. So like, oh yeah. That's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I think he signed a one-year contract, so he's going to get paid if he gets that power play time and he gets to play with, like, Patterson or Miller. Oh, oh, dude, come on. And, like, it, it brings up the question for Vancouver because, like, I know they just extended him, but, like, I keep seeing Connor Garland's name out there. Like, are they yeah. really about to flip him in already? Well, again, that's the thing, new management. Like, it's kind of the same thing with Kyle Davidson. Like, you're really going to flip Brandon Hagel? It's like, yeah, new new team. I don't, I don't care, like. You know, like, this isn't the guy I got attached to. Like, that's the same thing with the Canucks management. Yeah. Fuck, dude. That's that's a tough sell to a team that you're just going to trade away one of their top – should be second-line scorers, and for God knows what reason. And then you're going to dangle Miller for the rest of the time until he's a free agent and walks. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, they got Kuzmenko. Cool. Yay. He's gonna get like 15 goals, and everyone's gonna lose their mind. No, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be that Wojak meme where they're like pointing, and it's just like a picture of uh, Audrey Kuzmenko. Whoa, yeah. Literally <laughs> 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 every fucking NHL franchise ever with their rookie gets more than 10 goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get it. But also, I'm I'm just curious he chose Vancouver because like I'm wasn't he like looking at Edmonton at one point like yeah I'm pretty sure they were having he was having like a dinner here in Edmonton with like one of the, the with the stat like with the the front office my brother my brother Bryce Ken Holland Daryl Cates what the fuck is wrong with y'all that you talked him out of town what is up with Edmonton and talking people out of town so bad that they just go sign with their rival first it was Markstrom now it's this kid <laughs> like. They but just, Markstrom in the ass because he lost in the second round. Ah, Vancouver. Yeah, Markstrom um, was a little stinky this year in the playoffs, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Edmonton's negotiation tactics need to change. That's all I wanted to get at. The negotiations were short. <laughs> they were short as he called them playing. He went <laughs> right over to fucking British Columbia. Bloody hell. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell, mate. Holy shit. Um, I think we I think we touched on pretty much everything. Like we talked about the Avs destroying the Bulls. We talked about the Weber Dodonov trade. We talked about Andre Kuzmenko. We talked about the coaching carousel. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Kenobi talk. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Finale week. Yeah. Before we get into it, the finale is supposed to be like an hour and a half long. That's a whole ass Bro, fucking movie. That they better not be lying about that shit. I'm gonna oh, be so they're... pissed. <laughs> Like I don't even know what I'll do. God, I would be so mad if they'd be like they say it's like because like they said at the movie theaters it's like showing like that, so it's got to be right. But then like, bro, if I get on Disney Plus in two nights and it says it's like 
49 minutes. Yeah, if it's under an hour, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, God, you're not going to fit everything in, but it's whatever. I, I'm genuinely curious what's going to happen in this finale. Because, like, obviously they're going to fight. Like, everyone knows that. But, like, yeah. Reva can't, like, see Luke, technically. Because that would just fuck everything up. So, like, is Bale going to fuck Reva over when Reva, like, tries to go track Luke? Because Bale was, like, still there. I don't know, man. Like, there's going to be some shit that happens in this episode. That really that's thinking. the thing. I don't know what's going to happen. That's why I'm excited for it. I, I will say one thing, though. My theory was 100% right about Reva being a youngling. That shit was, like... And then Vader was just like, you really thought I was that dumb. Oh, And then just mm-hmm. absolutely obliterated her without even using his lightsaber. Like, Jesus Christ. Like Literally owned her life. Dude, like... <laughs> I just keep thinking of the fucking picture of Vader and the Grand Inquisitor with Reva's on the ground. It's like, Mama, <laughs> shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Mommy threw up. <laughs> threw up. I threw up. Come clean it up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, the memes that come from that. Oh, dude, the memes that come from the show are fucking hilarious. It's so good. But uh, like, it's just like the show has just been great. It's been so nice to watch. I really hope they greenlight a second season because I think they've Ooh. at least from like the third episode, they have definitely set up some stuff to where like Obi-Wan could be like saving Jedi next season and stuff. Cause like they yeah, dropped they name dropped Quinlan Boss, they've name dropped a couple other Jedi. They clearly showed that like there's still Jedi around, even from the first episode. Like yeah. I, I, there's, I think there's still a lot you could do with the story, especially because now after this mission, Obi-Wan's not going to feel as, like, obligated to stay on the planet because, like, Luke's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not, it's not going to be the problem. But, um, oh, man, this show's been exciting. I, I, I think I told you, like, my only gripe, though, is just, like, the camera work at times can be not that good, but I could deal with that for yeah, what the rest of the show only, is. That's their main gripe, then they're probably doing a good job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I just like that's all. That's the only thing. Just maybe like maybe not make the camera as staticky when they're trying to have a fight. But besides that, man, like this show has just been such a nice breath of fresh air. Holy crap! At least for yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode five. Like this last episode was definitely the best one. Oh yeah, like it. it that's the one thing with this series. I feel like a lot of the discourse and online and stuff is because the series is week by week release. If this series got released all six at once, I feel like this pacing thing wouldn't be talked about as much. Yeah. So like, oh, episode four was so short and pointless. I was like, eh, well, if you watch them all like in a row, it's yeah, pretty like boom, boom, they're boom, all, boom. They're boom. not like 22 minute shows, you know, like a sitcom. Like, they're <laughs> shit happens. Like, yeah. <clears throat> But, like, I love, like, I feel like the characters have all been, like, pretty well-fleshed to an extent. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think they were going to keep Kamal and Johnny's character around as long as they did. But he's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Tala was good. I, mm-hmm. I don't know her the actor's name for her, but she's, yeah, she she's great. Yeah, she's great. I was, like, kind of aw when she died. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Like, oh. We've been talking yeah. about it. Every time we bring up Kenobi, that should be a spoiler <laughs> warning. Come on now. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. But then, like. You got the um, the one droid who like couldn't talk, and he's like picking her up and stuff. Like I love yeah, when they do the stuff with the droids and the yeah. humans because like 
that's like a story in Star Wars you could tell so many different ways every time. Like the Mandalorian does it to where he literally that show he hates droids and comes around to like actually using them as acquaintances now and stuff. And then you got a show like this where they like they're teaching Leia or Leia already kind of knows, but then like they're teaching her like that droids can show more and everything. And it's just like yeah. I don't know. It's little things like that I like the show. And I think I keep saying every time I see it, I show you. I'm like, it's every time there's just like a little fucking it's callback all the little, or something. Hey, Blink 182, all the small things. Small things. And we haven't even talked about the flashbacks, dude. Oh, baby. <laughs> that that ruined the episode. I didn't think we were going to get – part of me thinks we might – like, okay, so we got episode two flashbacks, right? Yeah. Which makes sense because 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones and stuff. Since they're going to Mustafar next episode, and if they do the flashbacks the way they do them, like, like, because, like, the way they did the flashbacks, I thought was so cool, like, because it's like throughout like the whole fight, and then it's like, oh, well, we'll cut and show, like, you know, all the other stuff. That was my main gripe with the the prequels. Like, I think people shit on the prequels too much. Like, I think in and of themselves, they're fun movies to watch, but the biggest thing. I felt like it was a little rushed, and we never got to see like Anakin's and Obi Wan's friendship. And like, whenever they were doing missions, they're always split apart. Like, we never got to see them doing together and like ha- be like brothers, you know, and like having a fun mm-hmm. time, like getting through mischievous adventures together. And at least we got to saw a glimpse of that with the, the lightsaber b- battles, you know. And I always felt like they were in conflict with each other. It's like ni- mm-hmm. nice to see them like like treat each other like. Again, like brothers, really. Yeah, it, it seemed like George really like. <laughs> it was almost like George in the second movie made Anakin too much like Vader, and then he was like, "Shit, I gotta backtrack a little and make make people remember that this is an actual nice yeah. person." Like, I don't know. Like that's why I always that's why I always say Pierce. Like if you, if you're always looking for something to watch, just look at that anthology series with the Clone Wars because mm-hmm. it, it pictures that relationship so perfect of just like. They're two brothers, and it, that's how they think. And like, if the one of them loses the other, it's just like, it's, you know, they, it, it kills the other one inside almost. It's just crazy. But, uh, God, I, dude, I, if there's one thing I need next episode, I need a cracked mask, Vader, where you see Hayden in the mask, and yeah. like, you can see the eye, and it's like, I, I, like, they did it in Rebels. I know they have the capability of doing it. And if you're going to bring back Hayden Christensen, you might as fucking well. Yeah. Like, oh, man. And that's it's... the thing I'm curious for is, like, are we going to see, like, in the original the original truly, we, we really didn't see Darth Vader being, like, a bat. Like, we saw moments of him, like, really taking control, but we mostly saw a really more vulnerable side of him. But, like, in this series, there's just him being, like, a complete ruthless asshole, and I love it. But I wonder if we're going to get a bit of that and the, this episode where he like maybe shows like a little regret for what he's done and like like kind of what you saw in uh, a new Jedi, but or Revenge of the Jesus or mm-hmm. New Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi. <laughs> There's so many tiles yeah. I gotta remember, but you know, episode but, six. I know you're talking about. You know, because yeah, like yeah. you you said the one thing where it was like I want to see if they go back to this line in episode six where he was like, or Luke's like yeah. they're still good in you, and he's like Obi Wan once thought as you do, mm-hmm. like. Because Obi-Wan never really tried to save Anakin the first time. He just left him to die. Like, yeah. I got to think there's going to be a way where, like, Obi-Wan tries to save him. And it just doesn't. Doesn't know. work, yeah. Yeah. But also, we're probably going to see Anakin just go fucking ape shit next episode. Yeah. Like, Which I, you know, like, either way, I, I'm going to like to see. I just. 
you know? Like, he just, like, drag like, the way he fucking drags the ship down, just, like, pulls half the fucking side yeah. open. He's like, get out! I'm like, oh my god. Oh my gosh, it's a fucking mess. It's literally the Iron Man Captain America. It's like, stay down, final warning. Seriously! And then like, all day. Oh my god, dude, it's so good. Like, just all that little stuff was... Like, we got to see like Reva and Obi Wan talk to each other and like kind of those conflicts where it's like, like Darth Vader, like Darth Vader, like Anakin was always the bad guy, but then there's like that 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 conflict, like Obi Wan, like why weren't you there to save me? Mm-hmm. And, like it was it was heartbreaking to see Reva like being like part like being in the temple when Order sixty six was being part, and she had to like basically fake dying just so that she didn't get killed. Like, oh yeah, it, it, it's heartbreaking. And, and you like feel sympathy for Reva because like you just think she's a like a, just a villainous asshole, but like she really wants to like do good. And that's like, why the, I like there's her. Always, there's always conflict within the Inquisitors, and then Darth Vader's like getting on her. Like obviously left her for dead as well. And I just I wonder if she's gonna like team. Like uh, that's the cur- thing I'm curious to see most about in the episode. Like is she gonna team up with Obi Wan or like what, what what is she gonna do? What is she cooking? Yeah, because she's, she's either gonna double down to try to get as good graces, or she's gonna become like a ventress. Like in the Clone Wars, uh, one of Duker's like former apprentices. Like once she gets like thrown to the wolves, she just kind of becomes like an antihero. Maybe she becomes yeah. something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Because like obviously like. During this timeline, Darth Maul is literally running a crime syndicate. So, like, definitely do something like that with Reva. Like, that's a definite possibility. But, like, I just love the story that they told where, like, it's a Jedi that's trying to rank her way up through the Inquisitors. And, like, I always thought to myself when I'm, like, looking at all the Inquisitors, I'm like, why aren't her eyes yellow? Because, yeah. like, all the other ones are yellow. Like, the the Grand Inquisitors are, the, the Green guys are, like, all of them. But hers weren't. All makes sense now because she wasn't fully turned to the dark side because she never really was. She's just yeah. really pissed off. She's kind of like Anakin at the end of the day. Like she's literally yeah. a parallel of Anakin. It's it's good. I like it. <laughs> and like she was left for dead. Like Anakin was on Mustafar. So there's yeah. The parallels, man. The fucking mm-hmm. parallels. Chills. Mm-hmm. No, but that 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 next episode better be an hour and a half. God, it's gotta be it's gotta be a yeah. decent length. Like, please just don't be forty five minutes. I don't think you could fit whatever. Like, no, you can't cram that much stuff in the. No, and I'm not even asking for like an hour long final fight. I just want a fleshed out final episode of the. Like, I don't want a rush finale because yeah. I feel like you got a lot to do in this final episode. Like, Leia still has to get home. You still got to get all these Jedi or sympathizers like back into a new hideout. You gotta yeah. go fight Vader. Like, gotta see. There's a lot of stuff you got to tie down. That's in other words. Unless there's a season two, which there are rumors that there might be. So, like... No, you can't leave it on my cliffhanger. Exactly! You can't do that. Like... (laughs) Oh, my Uh... gosh. And they... God, does Deborah Chow love her cliffhangers with this series. Holy crap. Like, the third episode. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, man. Great show, though. Fun times. Love it. Ending too soon. But... It's all right. Yeah, I saw the 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 the, the meme where like Obi Wan being excited. It's like the Obi Wan finale is is on uh old Tuesday night, I guess, or like went earlier Wednesday in the morning, and it's like oh, but the finale is over, and it's just like sad Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> that, like, that's what I mean. The duality of emotion. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Anyways, I, I don't know if you have anything else to touch on, but I think that was that was a good podcast episode. Touched on a lot of things. 
Um, I don't know how many podcasts we're going to be getting out with them before Montreal because again, I'm I'm so busy, but we'll try to try to get that one. But I cannot talk too much talking. We'll try to get one in at least every few days, or try to. Montreal, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Monday, and also enjoy the. Three. The game between the Avs and Lightning because it might be the second last game we watch. Predi- well, wait, yeah. Prediction: What do you think happens in the Cup final? Like, how do you think for the rest happens? of the series or tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the final, well, both, I guess. I still think Avs in six. I really think Tampa's going to respond tonight. I think it's going to yeah. be like a th- like I, I I really think it's going to be like a three to one Tampa win tonight. Like it's going to be a tight checking. Tampa's going to get them to play their speed type game. They're going to slow it down, clog it up. Home crowd's going to be a factor type thing. Um, but I think Colorado's just – they're second. They're, they're like, all they got to do is win one on the road, and this is over, in yeah. my opinion. Like, it's – Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think Tampa wins tonight. Then I think Colorado wins game four. Then Tampa wins game five in Colorado. Then Colorado closes it out in six. Yeah. I, Colorado's looking really good right now. Like I thought, I thought those days off were going to hurt them, and if anything, it just helped them. Like, yeah, they're fourteen and two. Like this is it's, it's, it's actually this still does not get talked about enough. Like this is the best. They've won six straight games. No, wait, seven, seven. Straight and like games. we bring up Tampa Bay, like having home ice advantage. Colorado has not lost on the road yet. Nope. Have fun with that. <laughs> oh God. So dumb. That's so dumb. So yeah. Again, thanks for tuning in and peace out, y'all.